Three, two, one. Welcome to the Champion Influencer Podcast with Lance Johnson, where top influencers come to master their craft and learn from the online influencers and entrepreneurs in the world today. If you're looking to dominate the competition, build a large social media following, and become an elite influencer, then you've come to the right place. In each episode, guests share their journey to success as an influencer, along with tips, strategies, and actionable steps you can take with you to grow your influence and achieve similar results. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready, because it's time to become a champion influencer. Here's your host, Lance Johnson. What's up, champion influencers? This is your host, Lance Johnson, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Champion Influencer Podcast. I'm happy to have you with me here because I have a special guest, and her name is Catherine Marie Wagner, and she is a fashion influencer, also into travel, and definitely she's an Instagram influencer that covers a great lifestyle in her feed. She has such a poetic and nice way of using colors that I haven't seen too many other influencers be able to master this type of skill like like she has. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She's the founder of Social Perks. And Social Perks is an influencer and brand agency bringing together creators and brands for partnerships and collaborations. She also, early on in her start, she was here in the US, but she got caught the love bug and actually moved out to uh, Europe where she really got her start. And after she um, followed her husband, and it was at this point where she really started focusing on really honing down and, and sharpening her skills as far as when it comes to creating great content and using her skills in the music and fashion industry to really, really take hold of the niche that she wanted to dominate. And so I'm happy that you guys are with me for this one because she is an absolute professional. Check out her uh, Instagram newsfeed, her blog, and also her digital agency website where she's not only on the, I guess you'd say, receiving end of the entrepreneurial influencer side of things, but also on the business side. So she is very well-rounded, and I am glad to have you guys be able to see what the other side and the other perspective that the agencies may have when working with influencers like yourself. All right, champions, so put your seatbelts on, buckle in, because this is going to be a great one. What's up, Champion Influencers, and welcome to another episode of Champion Influencer Podcast. This is your host, Lance Johnson, and I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Catherine, and Catherine, let us know exactly where they can find you. This is what I love doing up front, is letting people really find you know you on Instagram, on YouTube, or wherever else. That way, while we're speaking to each other and really diving in, they can actually see your content, and we can show you off a little bit. <laughs> so what's your uh, Instagram handle as well as your uh, your YouTube channel? Okay, well, thank you, Lance, for having me just to start. So, yes, I have um, an Instagram handle, which is mostly uh, my main source, and that's Catherine Wanders, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-W-A-N-D-E-R-S. And there I have 250,000 followers. Um, I've been doing that for five years consecutively every day. Um, but my YouTube, um, I have had some really big videos. Uh, some I've done like house tours. I've done, 
uh, tutorials on how to make money as an influencer. And um, I also explain what it's like to live in New York City. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And yeah. thank you for, uh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Let us know. <laughs> my blog is Catherine Wander, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, and then W-A-N-D-E-R-S dot com. And there you can find on the top the links to my YouTube channel, my Instagram, and so forth. So Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, your journey with us. And it's really powerful. And um, I see it really as a blessing when someone else can share what they've gone through to help someone else level up and get to the level that they want to reach as far as when it comes to what they aspire to become, you know, in the future. And so very much appreciated, Catherine, that you join us today. And I've looked through your Instagram before plenty of times and your content is absolutely on point. And what I love most about it is that you've got over 2,000, 2,200 posts. And you say you've been what, at, at it for five years? Yes, I pretty much post every single day. I think there's been, and by the way, thank you for all the compliments. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's really wonderful to be here because, you know, it is actually part of my passion job to right. coach people and do all that. So this is part of the fun to share and make everyone grow at the same time. Yeah, I've been posting every single day. When I lived in New York City, that's when I started blogging. And uh, yeah, I was just dating someone who is a wealthy, not a wealthy entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But he inspired me to become a fashion blogger. And I didn't really know how to get started or involved, but he... That's a, that's a good man. I just want to let that be known. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, he helped kind of guide me on what you have to write in a blog and right. what you have to do for your fashion shoots. And so I just started doing it. And then first it was just fashion and New York City life. And then I decided to just keep running with it. And I ended up moving to Europe. And I traveled to, you know, Asia and Europe and traveled around and I just documented everything. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to do this full throttle because I saw that other girls or travel influencers or whatnot were making their dreams come true and doing these wonderful collaborations with fashion brands or like even Amex or something. And right. I just saw, I the just lifestyle. saw that it was a thing. Yes, that's exactly it. I wanted that lifestyle. Um, so at first I was growing my Instagram um, just by myself. And I, it was, I was doing it full time. I was engaging very intensely. I was, you know, liking my friends' photos, liking bloggers' photos, and um, just trying to increase engagement. Right. Um, yeah. In the... Um... <laughs> I guess you would say, I, I want to just go straight to the meat and potatoes as far as when it comes to what the people are listening and what they, uh, what they want. And so when it comes down to it, you were talking about, you know, the lifestyle and living your passion, really being able to do it. And of course, you got to make money from that. And so what was your experience like getting to that level? But let me, let me say, let me ask this. When did you receive your first real check from being an influencer? And, and how excited were you? <laughs> do, do, give us a little, uh, little story time with that. Sure. 
basically it's kind of like you become an intern where you have to put in the due diligence, especially in the fashion industry. You don't really get paid for your internships. So you're basically working for yourself for free and you're working for products. You also have to invest your time and energy into it. And so I didn't really make my first dime until probably a year and a half of fully focusing on this. And how I first started making my money was actually coaching people how to become an influencer like I had be, started to become. Right. So although I had, you know, maybe 50,000 followers, I was living in Europe. And at the time, it wasn't as common for people to want to work with European influencers. Really? Yeah. So well, they're, they're missing out, you know? The time okay. is changing now. But yes, the whole shipping to Germany is quite ridiculous. Things get lost in the mail all the time, so people just skip out on it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway there, I couldn't really do many product promotions, but what I could do was inspire other people. So I started to help grow accounts, so I became kind of like a coach, and I also started to be an Instagram manager. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was that, amazing. So that's how I started to make money, and then, um, then I got a lot of people, you know, sending me more of their friends and giving me recommendations, things like that. So that was wonderful. Word of mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then after that, I would say I started to get consulting work with brands. So brands started to ask me, oh, it seems like you know other influencers because I went out of my way to collab with other influencers and do photo shoots with them. That was one of the best things I could ever do because it looks like you are well-connected. So, right. so then I started to connect businesses with influencers and vice versa. And then when I moved back to the States, now, mind you, this is two or three years after living in Europe. Then that's when I started to get my major paid collabs after doing so many free trades, so many content right. creation posts. Finally, was my big break and I could literally live off of Instagram. Oh man, I bet, I bet, I mean, for myself and I mean, your story, I mean, it it sounds like that it was laid on you like a ton of bricks as far as when it comes to the monetization and actually getting paid from it. But for myself, it was like a year into it. I was probably, I'll probably be like at, um, maybe like 13,000 or or 12,000 or something like that on Instagram. And a shoe company reached out to me and they asked me to pretty much do like two or three Instagram posts. and. So I think there's three to five Instagram stories, of course, tagging them and whatnot, but they gave yeah. me $150 plus the free shoes. I mean, yeah. I, I was so excited. I was so excited. And <laughs> looking back, I mean, I was like, I was so, I was happy to a point to where I look back, I'm like, man, you was excited for $150? Just thinking about what I get now, but was it the same way for you as far as when it comes to that breakthrough, I compare it to like getting drafted or, you know, really, <laughs> you know, going pro in something. I feel like you're not a pro influencer until you get paid. Right, exactly. And that's what I would tell people. I was really excited to get big shipments all the time right. um, with different outfits. And I loved playing dress up. And I also liked getting brands that I always looked up to, you know, like Daniel Wellington or right. Tropo or you know, um, just a lot of really famous brands that I personally like. So it was nice to get that. But 
when you start to get paid for posting, it just feels really rewarding. And what's wonderful is that it's really exponential. So at this point in my Instagram, you know, you can get paid thousands of dollars for just one collab, you know? Oh man. Um, Yeah. So also what I really enjoy doing is long-term partnerships because I really like the longevity of kind of building trust with a brand or even agencies. So let's say you've worked with an agency and you've made X amount of dollars a year ago. Well, you're going to keep with that same agency and you're exponentially going to grow with the amount of brands they throw your way. And also, you know, they're going to give you more money, which is wonderful. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's, it feels wonderful. The feeling of, it's calm for me, maybe not drafting in my opinion. I guess it's kind of like being an actress. <laughs> I like that. Or a model. Right. But, you know, I don't have to go to casting calls. So <laughs> it's nice. All you have to do is apply or respond to an email and then create content. And it's a really freeing feeling. And it seems almost ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And oh, the. Uh, I'm right there with you. When when you're saying that, it's ridiculous. It's because that, I mean, in my own eyes and how I see it, is that I'm getting paid to take photos of myself to wear or to really do the things that I love to do anyways, you know? And the only difference between me and someone else is that I've done it more and more. And even before when I wasn't getting paid at all and I had 3,000 followers, I would go over to Cotton On or, you know, Express or Forever 21 or, you know, Top Man or and just go out there, buy clothes, you know, of course, keep the receipts. And I would tuck the tags every time. Oh. Tuck the tags. And I would, I would just have a new outfit for every photo shoot. And right after the photo shoot, I go, you know, take them back, put them right in the back in the back. And I did that for uh, so long, but it got me to the level to where I could actually get free clothes and then to level to where I can actually get paid from, you know, modeling their clothes or watches or whatever it may be. I actually got a free watch from Daniel Wellington. They didn't pay me. And so, you know, they're still on my, my hit list, but <laughs> that, that's definitely how I start out. And it, was it similar experience for you or did you more so just reach out and try to get the free clothes from the jump? Um, I would say that I definitely have always been a shopaholic. So Usually what I do in my life, if I'm going to be doing it, I want to get paid to do it. Like if I have an addiction for something, you know, for something like food, wine, (laughs) clothing, you name it. I really want to obsess so much over it that it becomes part of what I do for a living, you know? So Uh it's kind of like eliminating costs in my life, but because that's, those are things that I would normally be spending on or doing because I'm so passionate about it. Right. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I I have worked with Daniel Wellington. I first got a free watch. And then I would say after that, I've actually developed a partnership. You know, we sporadically work together. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. I do like converting people who maybe don't pay for your first post to, to gain trust. And then that creates a longer partnership. Oh, I needed to hear that because... Especially the, you, you've probably definitely had this experience before with some of those brands that, you know, 
you feel like they're a young brand that they barely have a budget to do any type of marketing. So they just send out free stuff and pretty much throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever had that feeling before? Well, definitely. And that's why. So I have a social media marketing agency called Social Perks. So that's S-O-C-I-A-L-P-E-R-K-Z. And that's with the Z, want to let that yeah. be known with the Z, everyone. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think this was one of the problems I was witnessing is that, well, first of all, not just me, but other people are getting free product. But I wanted to get into the market of small to medium sized companies and help bridge the gap between micro influencers and partnerships. And sometimes it's going to be a free collab with that brand that I connect them with. But sometimes I can get them paid things. And it's a really rewarding thing because even some of like the people I coach, I get them paid opportunities as well. So it's really nice that I can kind of lift their spirits and get them towards where they need to go. But then I also can get them more paid collabs. And I think that, you know, working with a small budget with companies, they really mostly do have a budget. It's just they don't have a budget to have someone full-time in their company doing the marketing. Right. So that's kind of my niche right there. What a nice way to intertwine the two, huh? Yes, exactly. So, you know, you can still charge thousands, but you're also working within a budget that they can do. Oh, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And so what I got from that, and in my, all my champion influencers out there, I'm trying to make some notes. And so we, we don't want Catherine to walk away and we forget or miss out on the information that she gave us. And so... One of my bullet points is always do great work, even with the free brands, because you can turn those free ones and those smaller ones into long-term collaborations, which is something I definitely need to work on. Yes. That's one of the best things. That's actually the direction um, I think social media is going, uh, especially with influencers. People want longevity and they don't want one-offs and they really want to create trust with both their consumers and their influencers. Awesome. Awesome. And when it comes down to really, I guess, pushing out content and really doing the work, what would you tell yourself if you were to go back and, you know, meet that person from four or five years ago? And maybe it may not be just content. Maybe it could be reach out to more brands or make a, make a more, I guess you'd say, plan out your content in advance or what top one or two words of advice or tips, you know, would you give yourself that you feel you would have needed the most that would catapult you to where you wanted to be? Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, a few words come to mind. That's vision, consistency, and persistence. Okay. So consistency, because I've posted every single day, basically. I you, you posted 1.2 times over the past. I'm a nerd kind of, and so I saw that. Okay, she has, let's see, 2198 posts, and then over five years, that's going to be 1.2 a day. And so, so just, just, just to be precise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, I've been very consistent. Also, I do not breach contracts, even if it's a free product or something, because that's, you know, I, I really don't take those opportunities anymore, but I totally recommend everyone to 
be open-minded if a company says, we're interested in a long-term partnership with you. Are you willing to just produce the content first? Okay. And then that also belongs to consistency because that shows the brand that you're actually going to follow through. Um, and then persistence. I applied to so many campaigns along many, many agencies every week. Right. So I probably applied to 20 at least a week, different opportunities. And the way... The, I don't mean to cut you off, but what was the effectiveness of that? Because with myself and what I do, I also do I work with another digital agency that um, pretty much work with LASIK, the LASIK industry and with doctors. And so my time is kind of split between working as a digital marketer and then also working as an influencer and you know a blogger. And so I think about my time and I question myself as, okay, would I be better off as far as when it comes to landing more collaborations to earn more income from this if I were to sit down you know, once or twice a week and reach out to you know, a dozen or so brands here that I want to work with? Well, I would say, you know, well, at my t- type of level, if I spend an hour doing that a week, then that could land me, let's say, thousands of dollars more for that month, you know? So, right. you know, if you don't apply, then they won't know that you're interested. But whereas some companies reach out to you directly. So I would say... If That's my favorite are, right there. Yeah. Right, of course. And I reach out to people directly when I want to connect people to. I actually have an assistant to do all my reach outs for the most part. I just have to apply to the campaigns personally um, because I have all these logins and stuff. But I have an assistant that I have about five people that work under my team and they help with engagement and reaching out. And also they act as me via email. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm trying to make sure that I, um, I pull out as much as I can. But when it comes down to like you saying that you have your, your assistants and they're doing your outreach for you and your engagement as well. First, we'll start with the, the, uh, the outreach. And so in my head, because that's something that I haven't done before is outsource, maybe using Upwork or Fiverr and having them maybe go after the brands that I want. What does that look like for you and what mistakes did you make, you know, that you had to tweak to get to where you are now? So I would say that building an outreach list is very important. And then you want to make it very individual with each one. Like I've used MailChimp before and I would just blast the same email out to companies right? and it's just not personal. So yeah, you could totally go to Fiverr and find someone. I just happen to know this my main assistant, I found her through a, a friend that I that was a client of mine. So it was quite easy to transition to that. And she lives nice. in the Philippines. She speaks English really well. She's really hardworking. Uh, I'm totally all about the Philippines. Ready. Yes. yes. <laughs> With through Upwork, I, I feel, I'm a up more of an Upwork type of guy, which is where mm-hmm. I um. I, I use to uh, pretty much like for the podcast, I send over all the files and they edit for me to come back and have VAs that I've used in the past for my other company, but using it a VA for, I guess the influencer side of things is something I definitely need to jump on. And I know that it'll definitely save me a lot of time and boost my productivity and, and really income from this. Right, right. I think the more you send out, the more you receive. And that's for my sure. Opinion. For sure. Um, but but you're saying it's the I, I, averages. Yeah. And, and you were saying that 
as, as far as when it comes to customizing these emails, how much time do you really put into, you know, maybe, you know, saying, hey, I like this product and I would love to work with you guys. Is this super customized or is it more so my style, which is I'll maybe try to throw in a name if I can find someone who I'm directly reaching out to and what I think that would be a great fit for me to really, um, I guess, maybe wear or interact with and take pictures of to mm-hmm. go out to, to be really captured and share with my, my audience that I know would be a great return for them. Right. So what I do personally is in general, I do keep things very general. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, the subject line should be precise to the company. Um, Also the, you know, you should say team so-and-so or hello team so-and-so. And that's if you don't know someone that works there. Right. Like, let's say you are personally given an introduction and you're introducing yourself, then I think that should be very heartfelt, especially because it matters a lot to both them and the person that has recommended you. Awesome. I mean, that's absolute gold right there because, um, I mean, with myself, I could definitely use someone, number one, to help me reach out. And then what I like to do, which is definitely a bad habit of mine, is spend too much time in an email reaching out when it's not guaranteed. And so more so focus on numbers, but customizing at the same time. Yes. So this is what I would tell my... So I actually have a lot of free time every day, but that's because I pay people to do the things I don't want to do so that those hours of the day that I work are extremely important for the direction of the growth of the business. For sure. Both both in Catherine Wanders and Social Perks. So that gives me time to travel. That gives me time to strategize about brand building of my own personal sense. And then I also can do the more customized projects for my clients. Awesome. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. And um, man, as as far as when it comes to the things that you've already taught us and and what I've learned, you know, we've, I mean, we've already got our worth out of Catherine. And so I'm going to throw you the ball, put the the ball in your court a little bit. Is there any hot topics or anything that you would want to share with influencers out there who are on the rise or influencers who are, you know, looking to maybe level up as far as when it comes to being all around a professional, like we were talking earlier, a pro at what they're doing? So I would say um, social media is kind of like a portfolio. It's something that proves to companies that I know what I'm doing based on the other companies I've worked with you know, build your portfolio. You need to make a media kit to show that you are trustworthy and that you've completed certain collabs and do your due diligence of doing some free work. Um, But always produce great content and make people happy um, and make them want more. And part of social media is that you really shouldn't feel shameful for wanting to do it. And uh, it's kind of like a social proof of who you are as a person and, and why people should trust you. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, make great content. It's kind of like a photography uh, uh, portfolio as well. So you want to make great content. You want to make people 
want to use your content for their own personal branding of their company. Right. And yeah, I'm right there with you. And something that I noticed in your media kit, which is um, it's awesome that you have it on your, your blog website, you mm-hmm. have to update your, your audience reach to 250 plus K on Instagram instead of 200. So I basically don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't update that until I get like an extra 100K. Oh, really? <laughs> and so 50, yeah. but you don't see the 50s as a milestone. I see 200 and then 300 and then, then, you know, 400. Yeah. I I don't know when you get to certain points like that. I think, um, again, I, I think that's, uh, overanalyzing. Right. So for my personal preference, I don't overanalyze what I do as long as I feel I'm doing something right when communicating with companies. I think, uh, People overthink all the time. Like a, right. lot of my, a lot of my clients who are influencers are really overanalyzing things and not trusting the process. And it's like... For sure. It's, it's relaxed, you know? We, yeah. We're having a fun time here. So it's and, not all that serious. <laughs> and this is me. I, I literally just uh, felt the test because you said earlier that it's more so about engagement than the, uh, the followers and the numbers like that. And, you know, me going back to my old ways, you know, bad habits. And so, you know, just pray for me. I got a, lot, got a long way to go, you know, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. Um, well, so part of what I have to do is I have to analyze people's accounts for, for the companies that I help, um, you know, that I have in social perks right. and I basically have to help analyze their accounts. I also help negotiate price points and basically everyone is all over the place with what they're requesting in money. So it's very fascinating to see that. So even if a computer says, oh, well, this person has 500,000 followers, but they have 4,000 likes and 20 comments, in my opinion, that's what skews the system because someone who has 200,000 followers and has, you know, 10,000 likes and hundreds of comments, that's someone who's really caring more about nurturing their engagement. Oh, well, you know, I think that we're going to, we're going to cut you off right there because you have a lot of value for us. And man, we can go on for another 20, 30 minutes, but trying to keep it under 30, but I can literally talk about this all day. And so we will definitely have to link up sometime, maybe late in the year, early next year and see where you're at and, you know, what new knowledge you have for us. But as far as when it comes to the audience here that we have with uh, the champion influencers, um, the perk of being able to, to actually hear from a champion in the influence world, which is Catherine, what would you leave all of these, uh, these people with who are trying to really get to that level of monetizing and making this work for them and becoming professionals? Yes, I would definitely say um, create a media kit, become professional, you know. Um, you First. Can- yeah, <laughs> exactly. And people, even if you have, you know, 2000 followers, but you are just beyond way more professional than someone who has no website, you know, just cares about themselves and not the work, you know? Right, for sure. People who have less followers 
could honestly make a better business out of all of this than someone with more. So it all has to do with work ethic. And you do need to come up with strategies um, to outreach and to join a ton more influencer agencies so that you can have gain access to all of these opportunities out there. Awesome. And I'm going to jump back to the, to the vision, consistency of persistence that she talks about. And really there's a lot of golden nuggets in here. And once again, thank you, Catherine. And for the champion influencer audience, how can they reach out to you? Where can they follow you? I know we've already covered that, but let them know about the Instagram one more time and really your blog website, because that's where I feel that they can trickle out to everything else you have. Yeah, they can trickle out uh, to Catherine Wanders, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-W-A-N-D-E-R-S, because I wander around all the time. (laughs) Nice. I love it. Um, Yeah, but uh, also, you know, you could email me from the email on my Instagram. You could also direct message me on Instagram. All right. Sounds good. Well, once again, thank you so much for, for joining us and sharing this, this great piece of knowledge. And you should definitely start charging because I would have easily gave, given you, you know, at least a coffee or two, you know, Starbucks <laughs> gift cards. Well, like I said, I, actually, <laughs> I have seven female clients that I do. I like coach them to help right. become, become this. And so anyway, I just want to say if people do want more knowledge, they can always reach out to me and we can work something out. Awesome. And I can definitely tell that you're good at what you do and you definitely have a passion for it. And this is just the beginning. I feel like you're a young gal. And so, you know, the, the future is, is bright for you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank well, um, thanks again for sharing. And we'll, I'll definitely be in contact with you. And to all you champion influencers out there, I hope you run this back and, and write down everything she said as far as when it comes to getting to that level you need to be. And beyond that, reach out to her, follow her on Instagram, go to her blog, you know, um, subscribe to her email list and, and everything else because you're definitely going to benefit from it. And uh, once again, thanks again, Catherine, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much, Lance. Have right. a good day. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. For all of you that made it to the end of this podcast episode, thank you so much for listening. Really, 100%, I appreciate it. I thank you. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Please leave me comments, leave me any type of feedback, and you do this by going to the website, championinfluencer.com, and checking out the episodes and leaving a comment under this episode or even in iTunes, leaving a review, five stars, leave me a review and let me know what you think. This is how I grow. This is how I'm able to provide you with better content to serve you better and to help you grow and get to the level that you want to reach. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Champion Influencer Podcast. This is your host, Lance Johnson, signing off. Until next time, success and nothing less, baby. Thanks for listening to the Champion Influencer Podcast. Visit our website, championinfluencer.com. Until next time. Be great champions.